I'm sexy, slender, sleek, vivacious, healthy, and strong. Are you? Solving the mystery of inner energy. Hello, hello. This is Lara. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm coming to you from the southern part of the Las Vegas Strip because I have been enjoying myself. Because we need to do that, right? We need to take time to enjoy our lives. That's why we're here. Not just to be workhorses. Inner energy, we all have it. Think of children. They wake up excited on the weekend, jump out of bed. Maybe as they get older, on the weekdays, not so much. Definitely, as you become an adult, much less excitement when you wake up in the morning. Unless, of course, you have a passion and you're lucky enough to be following it and uh, doing what you love every moment of the day, which isn't, sadly, most of us. You are energy. You are. You might think of yourself as a body or a mind, or you might get really attached to your feelings and say, I am my feelings. Or, like most of us, practically all of us, really attached to your thoughts. When you have a thought, you might think, that's me. I am the one thinking the thought, and I'm very attached to these thoughts because the thoughts I have are the right ones, and other people have the wrong thoughts, but I have the right ones. And here's the thing. Really, when you dig down deep, when I dug right down to the bottom of my soul to see what I could see, and I dug right down to the bottom of my soul... And guess what's there? Yep, energy. You are energy. Now, what if you could call upon it? Like when you were a child, like those people you probably follow or pay attention to or enjoy being around who just seem to always be bright and happy and have that strong positive energy. What if you yourself could call upon it? If it is indeed inside you, like Laura says, then hmm, you should be able to call upon it, right? What do you have to do? A magic spell? Eat a certain food? Come on, what you got to do to be that vibrant person that you want to be so you can enjoy your life more? Well, let me tell you a little story about me and Bella. Bella was my mindset coach. And I was telling her how I was so excited that I had tapped into that inner being of joy and excitement and the feeling of love, the feeling you get when you fall in love with someone. And I told her how when I went out on my walks in the desert, because, caveat, I live in Las Vegas, which is in the Mojave Desert. So anywhere away from the town, <laughs> from the city, is beautiful serene desert. And so I was out taking a walk in the desert pretty much every morning and I was able to tap in while I was on my walk. And Bella suggested to me that I try to tap into that happy, loving feeling for no reason, right? Just suddenly feeling happy and blissful and joyful. She said, try doing it now while you're driving in the car, while you're interacting with someone at the grocery store, while you're working. Try to get that same feeling, not just localized to when you're out having a lovely walk and meditating, but the rest of the time in your life. And she was on to something. When you can tap into that at will, you can level up, as uh, Brendan Burchard says, level up. How can you level up at will? Well, it takes practice. So when you're feeling that happy, beautiful feeling, Take note and say, wow, this feels really good. I'm going to call upon this again sometime. And then when you're just in a neutral mood, try to call, to call upon it. Pick a time 
and a place that you frequent. Let's say, for example, you're always waiting for the bus at 8 a.m. Well, while you're standing there, try to tap into it and see if you can call it forth. Because when you do, you realize, wow, I can control my feelings to the point, most people think they can't control their feelings, to the point of just suddenly being happy for no apparent reason. You can do it, and I know because I have done it. You have to be open and receptive, though, to these ideas. If you are in the habit, because it's habit, it's not you, it's a habit that most of us have at some point or another, and I hope that if you have it now, you can break this habit of constantly thinking of the negative. If you watch too much news, that is definitely you. <clears throat> you have been conditioned to look for the negative and everything. But if that happens to you, then immediately when you uh, see, I don't know, a rainbow, you'll think, yeah, but there's rain. <laughs> or if a cloud passes over, see, I knew the beautiful day would be ending. If that is you, and those are the thoughts that come straight through your mind, you can correct that. You can create new pathways for your brain by intentionally thinking the good thoughts. So start by doing what I told you Bella helped me to learn how to do. First, you got to be doing something you love that's inspiring and pay attention to that feeling and then try to bring that feeling on when you're just doing something neutral, some sort of repetitive thing that you pretty much have to do just in life. Could be brushing your teeth. Who knows? You have it. You just have to learn how to tap into it, how to tap in and turn it on. And once you do, you start to realize that the world is a magical place. So first, observe when you put up the wall, because here's how we block love. And this is the biggest thing, the biggest reason most people don't feel love most of the time, because they're blocking it. It's not that you can't, it's just that you don't. And it's probably just a habit. Boy, habits can be really good or they can be really bad. So think about, um, let's, let me give you an example. Um, I have a dear, uh, dear mentor who I love dearly, who is in the habit of putting that wall up really fast. As a matter of fact, I don't know if the wall ever comes down. <laughs> I can't say that. I don't know if the wall comes down very often, but when it does, the love floods, floods over. And I can tell you because I've been a recipient of the love. So it's like a tidal wave because he's been holding it back so long, so much. And we are all guilty of this in some area of our lives. We've been hurt, bad things have happened. So we think if we put up that wall, then we won't have to have that hurt anymore. But guess what? When you put up the wall, you also block love. Think of a dam. Yes, it helps you to create a, a lake or whatever reservoir that you want, but it also stops the flow of water downriver, which is bad. And when the dam comes down, what happens? Whoosh, right? Lots of love, lots of flow, lots of water flow. So observe when you put up the wall. When is it? For my mentor, it was in anything emotional, anything um, relational. For me... Gosh, I wonder, what is the most thing I put a wall up for? I have to get back with you on that one because I don't know if it's happily or sadly, I pretty much wear my heart on my sleeve. So as an empath, which is an empathetic person, I tend to feel my own feelings and everyone else's because I have a strong desire to please others and make sure everyone is okay, which can sometimes get me into trouble, but it also feels great to be able to feel such joy and love most of the time. 
So observe when you put up that wall and then tell yourself you're not going to do it. Decide. Remember, I've told you many times in many episodes, the first step to anything is to decide. You make that strong declaration and mighty forces will come to your aid. So first, relax. Let's do that right now. Take a deep breath. And just relax. Let it go. Now, after you relax, then decide to just experience whatever it is you're afraid to experience, no matter what it is. Tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to use excitement and enthusiasm like when I was a kid. And I don't care how bad your childhood was, you have some memory, hopefully, of some exciting time when you were enthusiastic. I remember my younger daughter uh, wanted a horse really, really, really bad. And we were not in any position to buy her a horse. We had a big backyard, but not big enough for a horse. And certainly the neighborhood wasn't zoned for one. But she was a little cutie pie. And she, uh, I would tell her stories at night. First, I would read her books. But then after that, a while, I started just telling her stories where she was the main character. <clears throat> and her little friend was one of the characters, too. And in one of the stories, she had a dragon that would fly in and land in the backyard. And she would sneak out in the middle of the night and go on adventures with the dragon and come home. And she had really wanted a horse. And I, I found at a used store uh, an old pony. It was big enough for a child her size to climb up on and sit on. But it wasn't real. And as a matter of fact, it was broken because I got it from a used store because the real ones were very expensive and took all these batteries. And I just I wasn't in a position at the time to buy it. So I got her second best thing. At least she could climb on this pony and play with it. But I remember one morning, and I don't know if it was before or after getting the fake pony that didn't work, but uh, she came running down the stairs because she had had a dream that there was a pony in the backyard. Running down the stairs, ripped open the back door and looked and was so sad and depressed. There was no pony. <laughs> there was no pony in the backyard. It was all she dreamed of and she thought for sure it would be there. But do you see how powerful our imagination is? Now, if you ask her uh, to go back in time, would she have rather not have that experience? And she would say, no, I'm not going to say that I wish I never got let down because guess what? All the joy and excitement of the stories and about the dragon and the toy pony that she got anyway that was at least something and and her, her being able to use her imagination and, and all of that was worth that letdown of not getting the real pony. So my question to you is, when are you going to decide it is worth it for whatever pain you might encounter to keep your heart open? The amount of love and joy and enthusiasm and excitement is worth it. Trust me. I don't care how bad you've had your heart broken before. Putting that wall up and deciding not to love or not to take a chance is not the answer. Please trust me on this. Next up. Mending Your Broken Heart, which is part two of Inner Energy. See you soon.